This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of February 25th, 2018. And this is the road to 2020. And this is... The XFL Show. I'm Alan, joined by Jake. Hello, Jake. Hello. And Vince is back. What's up, Vince? Hey, yo. And this week it's episode four. Rules is rules. And remember, if you guys want to interact with us, we are everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at XFL Show. And, of course, the website is thisisthexflshow.com. All right, Jake, Vince, rules is rules. This week, it's all about writing the rule book for the new XFL 2020. One thing the new XFL is touting, no no pun intended, they're not actually touting, Vince. There's not going to be any sort of cross-promotion with the social media t- tout. At least, I don't <laughs> think so. But they are they are touting simpler rules which is something we've discussed on the show before. And simpler rules are supposed to make the league a more fun, fun football league to watch. We've already yeah. discussed We've already discussed the meaning of simpler rules, though. That's not what we're doing today, Vince. Yeah, yeah we're not. Well, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, what kind of rules we, we think we're going to have. And, you know, what, how is it going to be different uh, that, than, you know, the traditional rules in the NFL, uh, something I was thinking about was, you know, it, it, it's a it's a very interesting topic here in, in how extreme you want to get. I mean, the whole game, you know, could be reimagined. I mean, say say this could just be a seven on seven league. We don't know. Uh, and if that's <laughs> and if that's extreme. the case, if it's if that's the case, you're going to have you know drastically different rules. Uh, because it's going to be a whole new game. Now, I, I think for the sake of discussion here, we're going to just be talking about traditional 11-on-11 football, uh, <laughs> which is fine. But you know, it, it's all kinds of stuff could be happening. I, 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 th- I, I, think, it's, I think it's worth getting into. <laughs> yeah, I think everything is on the table is what you're getting at. I don't know about a 7-on-7 league, but we know it's going to be different because while they are saying simpler rules, that's ambiguous. ambiguous. That can mean a variety of things. <laughs> Today, we're all about what those rules will be. Simpler rules also means it will be different, Jake. These are going to be different rules from the NFL, from college football. So today, we'll form a mini rules committee and present one rule each to formulate the three golden rules of the new XFL. Are you all right with that, Jake? Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, hopefully we can come to a consensus. And I, I got to tell you guys, I mean, this this show is still pretty young. What, four or five weeks I've been waiting since week one just to talk about rules. One of my favorite things. <laughs> Jake's, Jake's all about the rules. And we asked you guys on Twitter and Facebook about what kind of decrees you would make to the XFL rule book. And we saw ideas, guys, that people were saying everything from 
banning throws out of bounds, uh, no punts. Banning uh, no th- throws out of bounds. Yes, no throwing the <laughs> ball out of bounds. No throwing the ball out of bounds. You can't the quarterback can't. Are they going to set up a wall on the on the sideline? <laughs> we'll build a wall. Well, I don't know about that. I'm thinking you probably get penalized. They're saying if you throw I mean, the ball out of bounds, net, sir. If you the quarter quarterback purposely tries to throw it out of bounds, he gets penalized. That's yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's that. That's uh, yeah, not a bad idea. Well, I mean, we heard that. We heard uh, no celebrating. We also heard mandatory celebrating. Uh, I, I'm, I'm damn, for the. Damn it. I'm for the latter. Uh, uh, limiting <laughs> limiting field goals to being at a certain distance only. And I've, I even saw one on our Facebook page. Someone said, "Allow women to play." What does that mean? Limiting field goals. Uh, limiting them to you're only allowed to kick a field goal if it's longer than fifty yards. Really, I saw that. I would think. I would think. I would think it would be the other way around. Well, it's it, just some I, one person's idea. Everybody has an idea of what the rules can be. I, I mean, these are all. Some of them are more absurd than others. Like, I mean, banning throws out of bounds actually makes sense to me. That that's a that forces the quarterback to try to make a play. That makes the game a yeah. lot more exciting. A lot more uh, balls in play. Less, and that really cuts down on you know. Uh, less stoppages and whatnot a lot more action that way i think mandatory celebrating is the one that i'm gravitating towards the most <laughs> <laughs> i'd like yeah. to know how, like, what 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 determines celebrating you know if you clap your hands is, is that celebrating or do you got to dance or throw the ball on something penalty number 69 he did not fist pump or clap or do the minimal <laughs> celebration after his team's touchdown. Yeah, I don't know if you could force that upon people, but what I would like to see is a mandatory live interview in front of the crowd with with the person that scored the touchdown. Uh, it, I think that would I think everybody would enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny football, you just ran the ball into the end zone from 20 yards out. What went on on that play just now? <laughs> on the field. Well, uh, well, I ran by this guy. Uh, 50 couldn't tackle me. 20's too slow. <laughs> it's the quality of the play. It, oh, wow. That could be really good. I am all for That's not a rule, but I'm all for the promos like the old XFL on the field interviews where the whole crowd and the entire stadium hears what they're saying. That was tremendous. But that's not what we're talking about today. Talking about rules, Jake. The rule book. And all these ideas have their merits, and we'll go over those and our own ideas later on in the show. But before we could get to the new rules, we need to know where we came from. In order to go forward, you need to know where you came from, Jake. So we're going to go over a little bit later on the old rules in the old XFL and what made that league different from the NFL, college football, and traditional football leagues. You have compiled an entire list of the most important rules of the original XFL, correct? Yes, yes, I have them here. Okay, so we'll go over those in just a little bit. And like we said, this is uh, something we're very interested in talking about. It's, it's Jake's favorite subject, everyone. So please keep letting us know what rules you want to see in the new XFL at XFL Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or just go right to this is the XFL But quick before we go to the old rules, Jake, this week in the XFL. Vince, I could let me let me get one guess from you. You know what happened? 
of, from the official XFL accounts in their website this week, the news that came out from the league? I have no idea, but I'm going to guess nothing. Absolutely not. No, no actual news from the official league themselves. Nothing leaked. Uh, there's, there's not a, there's no Adam Schefter reporting on the XFL just yet. So, uh, news is coming in slow. But there were tons of great articles. If you're looking up the XFL on the Google machine, you're probably seeing a lot of stuff of uh, on city papers writing about how their city should be having the XFL. Uh, I saw one written, really well written one about Cincinnati should really be gunning for the XFL. There, we've gone over a few of the cities. There are cities all over the country building new, smaller stadiums that would be perfect uh, for the XFL. Most of these are going after MLS teams, which is a real lucrative thing cities are looking to get into. But Cincinnati, Orlando, St. Paul, they're all already in development with uh, stadiums being built. We already talked about Birmingham, Alabama building one downtown, but no one has explicitly said yet that they want the XFL in their city publicly. No, no, they haven't. And, you know, if you're Cincinnati and you, you can't win in the NFL, so, you know, why, why not try the XFL? That's, that's not a bad <laughs> idea on their part. Uh, you know, I, I'm currently traveling uh, in an un, undisclosed location in the Commonwealth of Virginia right now. And, you know, Yes, the Redskins have a presence here, but you know, you see you see representatives from all 32 NFL teams. And you know, this is a, a big commonwealth uh that does not have an official NFL team. You got a lot of people here. Uh why not have a team in Virginia? You know, it's something that that could unite everybody here, they could all latch on. You know, I I expect to see them uh definitely definitely pushing for a team. Yeah, the Virginia Volunteers, it, it could happen, folks. Yeah, I mean, you could go uh, into a variety of cities in that commonwealth alone, Vince. That's a good point. You know, a real hot topic, at least on XFL Twitter, I see a lot of people with poll questions and arguing about what the best cities would be, the top eight, top ten, top 32 te- uh, cities for the XFL. I don't want to go crazy with 32. We're, we're starting with, what, eight? We need just an eight. So eventually we're going to have a show, Jake, uh, where we'll go over eight cities that we want to see the XFL go to. But uh, that's really all you're seeing in terms of XFL news this week. Nothing major. Uh, actually, if you Google XFL news, I'll give you one wild guess, Jake, as to what comes up at the top of the list as the most relevant thing to happen this week. Uh, I, I was going to say nothing. Um, uh, well, you know, but... you do get a result, but it's, it's, it's not really news. Uh, more Tebow something? No, no. Surprisingly, no. It's not Tebow. It's actually, if you Google XFL news this week, uh, February, of, as of this show dropping on February 25th, uh, the f- top search result on Google for XFL news is former WWE superstar Darren Young believes Titus O'Neil would be a great XFL coach. <laughs> coach <laughs> I, I can see it adding something else to uh the portfolio of titus worldwide certainly dad of the year you know maybe he's looking for coach of the year next uh and speaking of coaches i guess you could chalk this up to xfl news rumor and innuendo although in two years i don't even know if he'll be on this planet uh able to coach in the league. but 76 year old jerry glanville's back at it Coaching up in the CFL, Vince. So I think he'd be a perfect XFL coach. Uh, he was. He's an excellent personality. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. 
this guy knows the game. He he would be he would be good. You know, uh, you know. In, in previous episodes, we talked about who was going to be the face uh, of the NFL or XFL, excuse me. And we didn't really talk about coaches that that much. Uh, uh, you know, you could have some some interesting names as, as coaches, the guys that move the needle. You know, people do still tune in to watch somebody coach. That that is still a thing. Yeah, I mean, the last last week we did that show. I think the only name that came up, Vince, was Rex Ryan. Yeah, yeah, he's he's out there. Uh, but yeah, Jerry Glanville would be great. Here's a fun fact: Can you tell me where Jerry Glanville's from? Where would you think he's from? Got to be south <laughs> of the Mason Dixon. <laughs> Uh, no, he's not. No. He, no, he's not a Southerner. <laughs> he's from Ohio, and he went to college in Michigan. Jerry most, Glanville. Most coaches are from Ohio, so I'm not. I, I'm not too surprised. That's not surprising, but he feels like he's like one of the most Southern coaches of all time. He's like <laughs> he. I think he looks. He's so Southern. He makes Bobby Bowden <laughs> blush. But no. <laughs> It's surprise. That was the surprising thing I found speaking out. Speaking of speaking of coaches, Bobby Bowden, you know, he, he's retired from the college <laughs> game. <laughs> well, I, I, that could be a rule we'll bring up in a little bit. Yeah, in order to what, coach age in the limit XFL, for coaches, you have, to over you, have, you have to be you have to be over seventy five years of age, and at least a minimum of twenty years coaching at the college level. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking. We're looking for elders. We're looking for the founding fathers to build this league upon. <laughs> you see them all gathered around the table, writing the Constitution of Rules. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, they'll be singing poems about in in 2018. Jerry Glanville, Vince McMahon, and Bobby Bowden got together. And they signed the document. <laughs> now, now, John Madden was there. He was the Ben Franklin. <laughs> he would be. <laughs> if it's a place that you could travel by bus, of course. Now, Vince, I, I have to ask you, is this just some Black Helicopters talk that I'm going to bring up? But uh, listen, no news out of the XFL camp. Is it possible that they're waiting for the combine to get underway and then, you know, start dropping some news to try to attention like they did that super bowl weekend you know that's not a bad idea jake uh you know i'm not i would not be surprised in the least uh yeah you got the combine coming up you got the nfl draft coming up uh in april yeah expect something at least something mocking the combine uh probably (laughs) something saying like you know we, we we actually wear shoulder pads in our league or something like that expect that Something with like animated stick figures. We're not going to ask our players if their mothers were prostitutes, something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. combine. Um, you, you don't, don't have, have to, to take a wonderlic test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's no, there's no written exam to get into the XFL. Just don't, just don't have a criminal record. Um, the, the combine next week, I do fully expect Jake some sort, at least one tweet from the official XFL account which we still have not seen any activity from since the Super Bowl. And I think if you circle the key NFL dates where they'll be in the public eye, that is where we'll see some XFL social activity and maybe hopefully news drop actually one week. So maybe oh, yeah, this end. week is we're going to get something. 
I think the NFL draft, you know, you're going to get the biggest XFL news then. And also, I mean, you, it, even though they're unrelated, but anytime WWE is going to be in the news, uh, you know, more so than normal, uh, that is also a good opportunity to drop some XFL uh, info or hype. And with Ronda Rousey showing up uh, this weekend, Vince, uh, that very well uh, might also influence maybe some XFL activity. You think so? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, if the I WWE mean, is being talked about at all uh, outside of the normal, uh, you know, realm of dirt sheets and and uh, message boards and the regular people who cover it, uh, I think that's the perfect opportunity for Vince McMahon to put stuff out there. I I don't know. Maybe he's waiting till after WrestleMania to you know he he's he's obviously focused on that at this point. You don't want to compete uh, with yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he there is not enough hours in the day. Uh, you know, and considering he's up for all 24, uh, that makes it kind of tough for him to, you know, do both these jobs. I'm sure he can, but you know, he, he's going to want to maximize the minutes of each one. Well, it's going to be interesting to see where they pick their spots, but I think we're getting an idea that it's definitely going to coincide with NFL activity. Uh, Hey, if you are a wrestling fan and you're listening to this show, Brainbuster Radio. Listen this week. Not only, of course, Elimination Chamber predictions and fun, but we will also uh, be debating whether or not Vince McMahon getting into the XFL is opening the door for Jeff Jarrett to somehow take over the WWE. Uh, look for that <laughs> and a lot more I on, on Brainbuster Radio I, this week. I did. I did not know that that was going to be discussed, but I am going to make sure I tune in now after hearing <laughs> that. <laughs> what a That's teaser! Bra- that's Brainbuster Radio and BrainbusterRadio.com, our sister podcast, all part, of course, of the Marburger Network. Uh, Jake, Vince, it's now time, though, to talk about rules because rules is rules. And without rules, uh, you're a bunch of fools if you think you're putting together a football league. Let's talk about those old rules. Jake, the original XFL was so unique with the way from the way they determine who got the ball to the way overtime happened, to no fair catches. What were the exact rules that made it different back in 2001? Yeah, let's get all in order right here. Uh, we got to start with probably, I, I would say it's the most iconic part of the XFL, and that is the scramble in the beginning. You want the ball, go get the ball. Um, now, I I went back and look at the, looked at the film uh, almost or actually every video I looked at the players lined up side by side on the 30 yard line. I, there were some conflicting reports I saw that said 35 yard line. I did not witness any of those. So that's for the 35. So you get the ball and you know, if you don't want the ball, you can kick it off. But uh, the, the coin toss was replaced by the scramble. And I think everybody out there you know, has witnessed this and knows exactly what I'm talking about. It was infamous. It, it, we saw injuries on the, those scrambles, but it was so fun. The best part about it being the announcers calling the action for a, a play that didn't wasn't even a part of the actual game. But bringing this back would be, I think, a little too gimmicky. Uh, they're really trying to stick, keep with traditional football, and even though it's exciting, it's different, I don't see it coming back. I'd be all for it, but I understand why it probably won't be a part of the XFL 2020. Oh, yeah, I say no, absolutely no chance that's going to be back. How about you, Vince? 
Yeah, I, I don't see it either. Uh, I, I'm with you guys. It, it was a gimmick. It, it was interesting at the time, but I, I just don't see how it's necessary this this time around. It, 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 yeah, exactly. That's a good. That's a good word. Necessary because back then, it was just all about attitude and and, and going out there and being crazy and different and just do, giving some sort of grand spectacle. This seems like the new XFL. It's just going to be more about an actual football league that's not going to frustrate. That's going to give people kind of what the NFL hasn't been able to give them, uh, and just the quality of the play. Well, that too. Also, the, it just everything encompassing a normal football league necessary is what's important for the new rules. What were some other old rules, though, Jake? Yeah, we, we got to talk about the kicking game, which uh, which was pretty different. So uh, kickoff, you got to run it back unless the kick goes through the end zone. So even if you catch the ball, uh, you know, on the goal line or, or five yards deep, you got to take it out of there. Uh, also punting, this was a little different. I, I think I, I kind of like this actually. I wouldn't mind seeing this back. Uh, for one, you know, the kicking team has to wait until a ball has actually been kicked before they start uh, running down the field. If the punt goes out of bounds, that is a 10-yard penalty. So again, they want to keep it in the play for the action. Uh, the kicking team was able to recover the ball after it traveled 25 yards. So, you know, almost like an onside uh, kick situation there. And then uh, the XFL, they what they were branding the danger zone, uh, the, you know, modern-day five-yard halo rule. And again, uh, no fair catches. So, you know, kicking, that was pretty different from what we have on the NFL. And punt-wise, I think I like it. That that's pretty wild. I mean, the, then you have the question about safety, though, because there's going to be all sorts of clamoring and pitchforks for safety ad from safety advocates, Jake. That's why I don't know if the, that kicking from the original original XFL, which I loved. You're you're right. That was it, that made every single punt something you you kept your eye on. Uh, but I don't know about with with how people are so afraid with concussions and whatnot these days. I don't know if that could play these days. If if athletes are going to continue to launch themselves headfirst at their opponent, then you cannot have this rule, period. It is just too dangerous. Well, I think you could take out the, the no fair catch or, you know. You that, could oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the fair catches, yeah, that, that could not be there. Uh, uh, whatsoever. Now, these other rules, you know, you know, punt must be in bounds, uh, that kind of stuff. You know, that that's something I think people would be open to. I absolutely think punts in bounds is the best part about that. That would be uh, something I think that it, could be necessary, especially when yeah. you're talking about keeping the flow of play and keeping it exciting. Uh, I definitely am for that. The kicking game is very interesting. What about uh, Jake? I believe an old one was. Uh, extra points there were no kicking uh, after yeah, that's, that's right there, there were no kicking for uh you know for the one extra point um if you wanted that point you know it was it wasn't a two-point conversion but you you know essentially it was you know the nfl nfl style um you know you had to get it in for that one point and then i also saw it's later implemented there were two and three even three point conversions um you know where 
they obviously moved the ball back, so it was more distance to travel to get into the end zone. Uh, do you think they're going to kick extra points on this one this uh, in 2020? I think that is the, the biggest question mark to me because you can't – you could go either way on that. I mean, the, even even people who want to see a, a different, more exciting league might even be for kicking extra points and tr- traditional two point conversions. I don't know where I come out on that. I like, I kind of really like how the NFL just moved back, kicking extra points, making them a little bit more difficult, and now the extra point is a lot more exciting in that league. I I, I see no reason not to adopt that. If you're the XFL, maybe that might be something you want to keep. Yeah, you, you know, you hear all these old timers uh, and and statisticians talk about how you know, special teams is one third of the game. Well, you know, with all the you know kicking uh, out of bounds and it, touchbacks and all and all that kind of stuff that happened in the NFL, there basically was no special teams. I mean, all, all you really had now is this field goal. Uh, that they moved back for the extra point. That's really the only time special teams really comes into play Uh, and and long punting, I suppose. But even returns are are few and far between. Uh, I could definitely see uh, the XFL doing something like, like that. You you know, like you said, it's, it's an exciting play where, you know, the, the end result is in question. I think that's what they're going to do. Something like that. It may not necessarily be a long extra point, but they'll do something. Yeah. Well, yeah we're going to, all, we're gonna have all to the see. new rules, Vince, you're right. All the new rules have to just make sure that every single play leaves the, the result up and up in the air. You have no idea what's going to happen. Play to play. That's what it's all about. Uh, we got a couple quick hitters here. Uh, 38 man rosters, a play clock. Of 35 seconds, both you know, different from the current NFL. Uh, bump and run was allowed, although after the fourth week of the season, they changed it to just uh, just five yards, probably for the quality of the game. Uh, no in the grasp rule. Um, college catching, you know, you only needed one uh, one foot inbounds. Where do you come out on that? I. If I had a vote, you know, if I was there whenever, you know, founding fathers were, were drafting this, I would say two. I don't know. I think that just it, it two feet two feet opens it up for just so many more headaches, you know. Yeah. I, I'm fine with one foot. It, yeah. I, one okay one foot bother me, but one foot is simpler than two feet. Exactly. Simpler rules. What's why two feet? Like, what is the reason? Why is it two feet? Can anyone explain why you need two? Uh, you it's, have two, so maybe that's yeah. why. I don't. I don't know why. And then, and then you have to say a knee equals two feet. You're allowed one knee, but only. But you need two feet. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, one that's wouldn't just too complicated. Or an elbow, which isn't even you know used for walking. It is considered the same as two feet. A hand, a hand is not a foot, but a wrist is two feet. Vince, this is all this is all silly, silly, silly stuff that I think could be avoided if you just say, okay, you got a body part that hit the field when you caught the ball before you got out of bounds. It's a catch, goddammit. it! You know, come on, make it simpler. And that's something that I think you could definitively say, okay, that is a simpler way of doing it. Way to go, college football. 
Yeah, yeah. If if any one body part is inbounds when you, when you catch that ball, it's a catch. Well, we're gonna have to see. Like I said, it you know that that wouldn't be a you know that wouldn't be a, a downer or a big turning point for me. And plus, I don't think a lot of the people watching. A uh, couple other ones. Uh, offensive players were allowed to move towards the line of scrimmage uh, once outside the tackles. Uh, this one, not necessarily a rule per se, but, uh, you know, all grass fields is what they had. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think that's going to stand this time. And that was probably in the, you know, you know, the old badass, you know, tough guy, uh, XFL. You know, Yeah, I actually saw it. someone tweet at us at XFL show. Uh, it said, the damn game was meant to be played in the elements. God damn it. Play it out in the grass, in the snow, in the sleet. None of this dome stuff. People get really passionate uh, I'm, about I'm grass. Them, but, uh, but I don't know if that's, you know, grass fields are, they're going away. I, t- grass field, it, you know, real men played on concrete astroturf. <laughs> That was extremely dangerous. <laughs> you know that that's that's what real men were playing the same on. Kind of carpet you have on your porch. Yeah, um, but if you talk about having the game being mandatory outdoors, I, I think is a big mistake. Yeah, you're, you're limiting uh, yourself. Yeah, you you really are, and you know. Also, you, you uh, really uh, hey, out, the elements are great, but let's let's all face it, it's fun to watch a game in a big ass dome too. They're both exciting. Well, well, you know, me personally, I like watching a game outdoors. However, I am not everybody, and you know, there are a lot of people, and a lot of people. Uh, we'll talk about NFL fans in particular. You know, if it's raining. If it's cold, they're not going to go. So you're you're alienating part of your audience there. Yeah, now, you could kiss St. Paul in February goodbye if, if you're only going to play outdoors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, look, it, look when the league ran last time. You know, I would think it's going to be similar this time. Time of the year that is. Yeah, a, Feb- a February uh, start. Uh, late January, early February start. You know, you're going to get some harsh conditions outside. Is that really what you want to do for for your product? The way you want to put it uh, available? You know, I, yes, there can be some cities where you know you're outdoor uh, in cold weather, but I wouldn't make it mandatory. You're handcuffing yourself that way. Not necessary. Any other old rules we haven't covered yet, Jake? Yeah, the last one I wanted to bring up was this, I mean, this overtime fiasco. Just, you know, it it sounded similar uh, to the college format, which I I believe the consensus is, you know, most people like that. Um, But, I mean, this thing was just, it's confusing. You know, I'm going to do my best. Uh, (laughs) each, Each team got the ball from the 20, no first downs. So, so you had four to get it in. Uh, but if you scored a touchdown in, say, three downs, then the other team on their possession, they only had three downs to get it in there. And uh, 
it, it's just a lot to digest, you know. Please just look it up because we're all trying to uh, we're all trying to figure That's, it out. That sounds like some rules somebody made in the backyard <laughs> coming up with a game because they couldn't measure distance. I mean, if the way they're going to do it this time, I'm, I'm going to say they're going to do college rules. Like you I have said, four people, chances people to score from like the basketball that. hoop. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say none, none of that is staying around. I hope not, at least. Uh, that that was just <laughs> I all I I know the new XFL rules are going to be put together meticulously and well thought out. But I just such a better moment probably when the original XFL rules were being made, and it, and the overtimes, the overtimes, you're gonna get it for the twenty and no first downs and. You only have to score it in four downs, but if you score it in the first, they have to get it in the first. But if they don't get it in the first, they get another shot, and then you get another shot, and then there's going to be cheerleaders. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, 2001 was a hell of a time. Um, But things are different, and we uh, want just regular old football back at this point. And that's where the new rules come in. And that's where we're at now. Time to present one golden new rule, the the rule you think that's most important to implement into XFL 2020. And, Jake, you can do the honors since you love rules the most. I I do love rules the most. Uh, I'm going to be honest. You caught me a little bit off guard saying it's a golden rule. Um I, I had a rule. It, it's probably not the most important. If, well, if just one of it'll be one of the three. One but of I'm, the three I'm golden rules. Give, I'm still going to give it to you, and and I think we we need to address pass interference. All right, I think pass yeah. interference should yeah. be that should be a you know a flat yardage penalty. Uh, none of this, you know, uh, third and twenty-seven, and you just heave the ball as far as you know towards the end zone that you could get, and hope for a pass interference play that puts you on the one-yard line. None of that. It should be, you know, a flat 15 yards, uh, let's say. Now, this brings up another question about, you know, what if uh, what if the DB is, you know, clearly going to get beat and he just blatantly tackles someone? You know, should should that be 25 or something? Uh, I, I don't know about that, but I, I think, uh, you know, a flat yardage um, assessed for pass interference. Would you want to do it like in the NBA, a flagrant one and a flagrant two if he intent – intentionally commits pass interference and I, it's a I, I, think, foul. I think I would because you know people could take advantage I like that it, I think and that's easy to police too uh in, intention on a pass but, interference but yeah but then it, it comes down it, it comes down to what you know was his intent malicious I guess you know is that simple enough yeah I, I don't know hmm ah uh, if you leave it a flat Flat at a flat penalty, 15, 25 yards, whatever you want to do. I think you're good enough there. If you want to do it a spot foul for intention, then it might be a little too complicated. You're right, Vince. I, I'm with yeah, it, though, I, Jake. I welcome that rule because college has it right in that regard. Yeah, I mean, they, they could even modify it where, you know, if the pass is thrown less than 10 yards, you know, maybe it's just a 10-yard automatic first down right, or, or something. And, like and the thing is, is, you know, you could also look at it this way. If pass interference was policed correctly, then maybe we wouldn't even be having this discussion. 
Yeah, I, I think there's going to be more, uh, you know, they're not going to be as strict as the NFL. Well, this. it'll at least be, you know, at least it'll be clear and obvious what's past interference and what's not. Right. I mean, that is probably the most frustrating play we've had to see, see bums like Joe Flacco go on to win Super Bowls just because he took advantage of the yeah. muddied rules that are past yeah. interference. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we've seen uh, teams like the Patriots, you know, get drives just extended for, you know, defensive holding downfield, just a free first down with, with, you know, stuff that happens on every single play, and it's not called uh, the same way. I mean, it's got to be – I mean, you hope for consistent officiating, but, you know, my God, all this, you know, nitpicking stuff is ridiculous. I agree. Welcoming that rule, absolutely, Jake. Good stuff. How about you, Vince? What's your your big rule? Uh, uh, well, it, J- Jake kind of stole my thunder there, but I'm going to talk about you know uh, harp on something that's you know been a hot topic uh, in this uh, professional football season, and that was you know what is a catch, what is not a catch. We talked a little bit about it earlier. You know, just clear defining rules. You know, did you catch the ball or did you not? None of this football move, uh, one foot, two foot, uh, elbow, yeah, all (laughs) that stuff. It's just ridiculous. Just, you know, did he catch it or did he not? You know, just a clear explanation. It shouldn't be that hard to do. Uh, I I think that's uh, very important. I think you said it. That that was the most – that was the theme of 2018 was the catch rule. And though the NFL is going to probably be uh, changing their own rule. Whenever and they still owners, won't get it right. Oh, they won't. Their owners are meeting in Orlando, and they'll get that wrong. Uh, it's easy, though. You just you just make it one foot in bounds, just like college, and you forget about the football move nonsense. If it's plain to see this guy caught the damn ball, and he caught the damn ball. I mean, there was so many instances in the NFL where – Teams were screwed because of that, so I mean that's that's an easy call and definitely the most popular thing people are talking about on social media. Whenever we pose the question, and I've seen other people discuss it on Twitter. So I mean, Vince, you, you hit the nail on the head. Everybody's clamoring for a catch rule. Uh, I'm going to bring a rule here that uh, one that hasn't been really talked about too much, uh, one that is a little bit different. But I think if you're talking about wanting to have easier to digest games. You want the pace of your play to be palatable for today's day and age. You want your get your TV program, which it is, to not consume a person's entire day, and you want it to be enjoyable as well, then you have a running clock. that, And your running clock is only going to stop for kickoffs, timeouts, and the end of a quarter. 30-second play clock and a running clock the entire game. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, Mr. McMahon posed the question, you know, would you like shorter games? Should they be shorter? You could still have the quarters at 15 minutes, but if that clock is, you know, almost continuously going, um, you know, then you're, you know, you're still going to have shorter quarters. I, I don't know if there would be stoppage time. Uh, at, at it not, <laughs> I don't want stoppage time. Absolutely not. I mean, I think we're fine. They're probably muddy things up. But. Yeah, you know, with that clock rolling, 
you could you, you're going to be very smart with your timeouts. So would you and, take out the two minute warning as well? Yes, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's necessary. College does fine without it. Yeah, you don't need that. You got your fifteen minute quarter. You've got the clock running the whole time, even after incomplete passes. Once that first play's run, baby, that clock is moving. So if you want to score, you got to get your ass to the line. That means this this game is going to be moving, well, moving, moving, well, moving, and it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Well, well uh, you know, he did. Mr. McMahon did say, you know, these games would be you know, two hours long, something like that. Uh, yeah, th- a lot of studies could be done on, you know, you know how long, you know, uh, of the game should be on the clock. And, you know, how much would, you know, a rolling clock you know, do to the, to the length of the game? They could figure all that stuff out. One proposal and this may be going a little old school here uh, to those of you that have played intramural football, but how about no clock at all and just a number of plays? <laughs> and, you know, there's, you know, there's going to be, uh, you know, 200 plays in this ball game, and whoever's got the most points at the end of those 200 plays is going to be the winner. That's, I, don't that, know, I don't know if I, America's ready for that. I, I, I'm <laughs> not. I definitely am not. There's something. There's something so – exciting about a clock counting down that's it's essential it's essential in virtually all sport the only major sport that doesn't utilize a clock is baseball and you see they're having huge issues with wanting to fix their pace of play and and get their game moving they don't have a clock telling them what to do but i think that's the lure of baseball but for a game like football technology is so prominent you absolutely need a damn clock is that why soccer has not caught in on in the United States because the clock counts up and people just that, can't understand it? Yes, the clock is counting up and then the clock stops at 45 and 90, but they're still playing and everybody's saying, what the hell? Simpler rules. Simpler rules. We got three good ones right there. We came up with them. You got your cat, your pass interference rule. It is not a spot foul in our XFL. Vince's catch rule, simple catch rules, none of this football move. If it's a catch, it's a catch. And I believe you said one foot, correct, Vince? Yeah, one one body part. I don't care one, what it is. <laughs> one body part with possession. But, Vince, what if the ball's spinning in your arms as you catch it? Oh, good Lord. I mean, <laughs> if, as, as long as you got your hands uh, squeezing that ball, I don't care if it's rotating like a top. And our final rule, a continuous clock that is only going to stop for kickoffs, timeouts, and the end of a quarter with a 30-second play clock. And you know what that also means is no commercials except for when there's an actual timeout or a kickoff, you know. None of this, all right, we're going to switch sides of the field real quick and we're going to go kickoff. Here's a word from our sponsors. And, you know, you just kill it. You kill all the momentum for the fan, all the juice. This is going to be a very exciting league, I think, we put together. Uh, I feel like we're a modern-day uh, – I want to be John Hancock. You guys can p- pick whoever you want. But this is it. We're signing the declaration of XFL rules, Jake. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Aaron Burr um, if I have my choice. Aaron Burr, I don't think he was around. I don't think that. he was around. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> what? No, I think he assassinated one of our presidents. But 
Either well, way, I was, I either way, you 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 want to. Hamilton hasn't come to Kecksburg yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before before Jake's before Jake exposes the uh, <laughs> the education system in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania anymore. <laughs> I, and, and... I could be wrong on that, but I. I, I thought he was later. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to look uh, it up after the show. Uh, I, I, well, some, either, all I know is that someone's looking like a real dumbass when it comes to U.S. history <laughs> at the end of this show. But uh, <laughs> uh, now it's time for the latest in our very special feature where we take a look back at one of the greats who helped make the XFL what it is today. Here we go. It's the next in our This Is an XFL Legend series. This is an XFL Legend. This week, our featured XFL Legend is the one, the only, Scott Malinovich. Who the hell's Scott Malinovich, you ask? Well... He was a very highly touted quarterback out of Butler High School in Pennsylvania. He went on to play quarterback for the Maryland Terrapins, and he was undrafted into the NFL. But he did make an NFL roster. He rode the pine for the Tampa Bay Bucks from 1996 to 1999. Figure out who Scott Malinovich is yet, Jake? I'm still waiting. Uh, Vince, do you remember Scott Malinovich just from those facts I just gave you? Nope. Scott Malinovich, after his Tampa Bay Bucks tenure, went on to make history in the XFL. Why are we actually talking about Scott Malinovich today? That's because Scott Malinovich was the very first draft pick ever in the XFL. He was drafted by the Los Angeles Extreme, number one overall. Did you know that, Vince? I did not, no. And you got to remember that there can only be one, the first ever. I mean, you know, XFL 2020, there is going to be a number one draft pick, but he's not going to be the first ever. Like, Is there going to be a draft? Oh, there has to be. I, there was I mean, before, I, I would I, think there has to be now. I hope there is, and I hope this time it's televised because Scott Milinovich being picked first overall uh, was not uh, televised and not on YouTube. Therefore, we have no sound to play of that moment on today's program. With the first pick. (laughs) It probably went something like that. It it probably did, but since we don't have any sound of Scott Milinovich in the XFL to actually play since he was the first pick overall, (laughs) but... Uh He never threw a touchdown pass in the league, and he actually only threw two completions because he was a backup for the LA Extreme. Since we have no sound of any of those plays, we are going to play a clip of the guy who actually played quarterback for the LA Extreme. Before you play. He backed up what, Vince? But before you play that, how do you think Vince McMahon would have announced the first NFL or XFL draft pick? What the fuck? Pick the XFL draft. Reality Extreme Select Scott Milovich. 
that's probably closer than than what what you think. Scott Malinovich, an XFL legend. Now here's a dilemma. Nine seconds to go. You got fourth down. They're gonna kick a field goal. He can't make it. Let's go kick it. If he can't make it, we gotta go. Fourth and two. Tommy Maddox was the actual quarterback of the LA Extreme. Won the championship. Went on to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Win a Super Bowl. Scott Malinovich, although he did not have a successful XFL career, he did make history. And he also went on to have a great coaching career, actually. He coached in NFL Europe with the Rain Fire. Then the Calgary Stampeders is a quarterback's coach. He was the OC at a now defunct university called Mansfield U. Then he went back to NFL Europe. He coached for the Rain Fire. He coached for Cologne. Then he made his journey to the CFL, coaching offense for the Montreal Alouettes. And then he made his name as the head coach of the Toronto Argonauts, winning the Grey Cup in 2012. Four years of coaching Toronto, though, he said, I got to go back to the States. And now Scott Malinovich, XFL legend, is coaching Blake Bortles with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that was just just a little bit of a tease on Tommy Maddox. A lot more to say about him uh, in further episodes. And I got to tell you, he can make it. (laughs) Yes, he can. Uh, (laughs) Tommy Maddox is a true legend. So is Scott Malinovich for a different reason, but... Tommy Maddox. We will have an entire show probably dedicated to Tommy Gunn, I'm thinking. Right, Vince, there's we no have to. There, there, yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. But this Malinovich, uh, you got to ask yourself, what was L.A. thinking, picking this guy uh, that you know was on the bench for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, just a, you know, a ragtag organization in itself, and then you're picking this guy. I. I I, I don't know. He can't make it. Let's go kick it. Especially when you had competitors like Tommy Maddox available. Well, the good thing about the XFL that maybe people might really enjoy is that the draft isn't just it's isn't so do or die. You make one mess up, you mess up the first overall pick. It's not going to ruin your franchise for years. Well, you say that now. It, it <laughs> may be different. To, it, it may be different in five years. I don't know. Well, in 2001, it did not matter one bit because the LA Extreme went on to win the championship, yes, with their backup quarterback going into camp, Tommy Maddox, who we will do a full show on one day. But this week we feature on our This Is an XFL Legend series, the one and only Scott Malinovich, the first ever draft pick in the XFL. He can't make it! Let's go kick it! And... Uh, that's all we got for today. That was that was a very fun show. Uh, pretty surprising considering we were talking about rules so much, Jake. Hey, rules don't have to be boring. They definitely weren't this episode. Uh, Vince, any words before we part here? Uh, just another, another great week in the XFL. We're counting down uh, just like that clock to 2020. Absolutely. For Vince... For Jake, we'll be back next week to talk more XFL. Follow the show at XFL Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And, of course, the website is thisisthexfl.com. Subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you next week. This has been 
The XFL Show. And remember, they're listening.